Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Today our guest to share a bit of their Studio Stories is Duncan Schultz. Duncan is presently a dancer with the Gothenburg Opera Dance Company in Sweden, one of the most prestigious contemporary dance companies in Europe. A graduate of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities dance program, and while in Minneapolis, was a company member of Two Dance. Welcome, Duncan. Hey, Matthew. It's so good to hear from you again, and uh, I'm so happy to be here with you and uh, dive into this podcast with you. Excited. Yeah, it, it was so fun for me to venture and see all that you're doing. I have so many memories of you performing at the University of Minnesota and with Two Dance, and of course was lucky enough to have you briefly in uh, a few of Arena's performances. Uh, when you were a student at the U of M, I, I snatched you up for some, some of our company's shows. Uh, you are a stellar collaborator and performer. Uh, I've always been really wowed by you. I feel like the second I saw you, Duncan, I was like, this person is just incredible. I don't know what I can teach them or <laughs> can provide them. Um, but I also just saw just great things for you. And I'm so thrilled to get a chance to share that with you as well as chat with you today. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely look back and uh, remember those first moments uh, stepping into the arena dances with you and learning kind of how a professional company works because I was not really prepared for that. Uh, world yet even though you you know you're in university and they speak about it but it's a different uh, different ball game once you get into the collaborative space and meet really professional people it was such a joy to work with you and uh, work in the the twin cities community uh, back wow. i guess almost 20 years now no 18 something like no, that <laughs> it's crazy wild. it really is yeah uh well let's let's i have to say in my research, OMG, you are presently dancing in like some of my favorite choreographers that I'm just like Instagram follower and like going, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, you know, certainly some of the most talented big names in dance right now, Crystal Pete, Damien Jelay, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right, Alexander Ekman, just to name a few. Um, how, did, how did moving to Europe happen for you? Oh, it's always an interesting story, I guess, each person. Um, but for me, when I was, I was working, uh, like you said, with Two Dance for some years, I collaborated with a choreographer uh, in Two Dance um, called, named Katrin Hall. And I met her, we created together um, through the platform of Two Dance. And, you know, I, I really was vibing with her, her, mind and how she created and I said if you ever have a chance to work together again I would love it uh, to get a chance to work with you um, and I'd always kind of been putting it out there in the universe that someday I was going to dance in in Europe hmm. um, and one day got the invitation from Katrin and she said, I have an opportunity in Germany for you to come as a guest artist and collaborate on a work. And that was kind of the beginning. And I, I moved 
for a project uh, for three and a half months in Kaiserslautern, a, a town in southwest Germany. Um, and I was there for about three and a half months and uh, then actually had the chance to audition for the company and kind of plant my feet there for a second to get my bearings in Europe. And that was my first step. Um, and then following on to where I am now. So that was the first jump. Yeah. Yeah. And what is that? If we can get a little bit into the bureaucratic side of it, because I mean, I, I imagine there's visa stuff or. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's always the hang up for, for <laughs> people crossing the ocean, either way, going to the U S or coming to Europe. It's, it's all about the bureaucratic system that kind of holds that, uh, back a bit. Um, so, but I was lucky enough when I moved to Kaiserslautern that they really had a system in place with the, the system there that they could help me um, get a visa for at least the year that I was there. And that has been a consistent thing throughout my career over here until in Sweden now um, receiving a permanent contract. And that kind of solidifies my my feet here for a little bit longer. So I can kind of decide when it's time to move on and how to. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of one of Damien Jelly's works uh, that I'm dying to learn more about, Skid, uh, I'm obsessed with that dance. And, you know, just like the, the I would call it an intense rake or ramp, I don't know. <laughs> Just, I'm interested in understanding how, how that was, how did you learn that work and achieve that physicality with that piece? It's an interesting thing when you suddenly get told you're going to be dancing on a, a rake that's 34 and a half degrees. Uh, that was quite a shock, of course. Um, but we call it the wall actually, which sometimes feel like it's a it's a 10 meter wall from bottom to top. Um, and it really, I mean, we had to start from the beginning, beginning of learning how to interact with it. It, it itself has a, a personality of its own. Mm. Um, as you can imagine, dancing on, you know, a Marley floor, which we all do as dancers, um, a, a drop of sweat doesn't really make a difference when you're on a flat floor, but when you turn it up 34 and a half degrees, ah. that can be a moment of panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we got to be really good friends. And every time I step back to it, actually it's one of the pieces that we tour a lot here because it is so unique and mm -hmm. it's in its uh, performance. It, I do say hello, old friend, when I step to the to the slope or the wall each time, mm -hmm. because it's it's really greeting another part of myself. I have to be so in tune with. So I, the process of that was literally we we had a five meter wall in the studio, um, which was floor to ceiling when we started. So we were our heads were brushing the ceiling as we were creating oh, it. Uh, yeah, funny. Um, and we we basically just started, okay, slide down the wall. 
and for the first times, you know, the shoes that we had, they're called tabbies, and there's a shoe from Japan. They squealed and squeaked because we didn't really know how to control our speed yet. Um, mm. And slowly but surely, we understood how just to slide and control speed down the wall. And then we understood how to stand up. And then we stood up, understood how to move. Um, so we were really beginning from the beginning. And yeah, it's almost like learning how to walk or crawl again. Absolutely. It's like learning a language. You know, we, we, we called it the ABCs. You know, we would find a move that was A. And that was maybe just coming up to your feet. That was A, you know. And then you build like A to B, which is turning to the slope or the wall. Um, so it, it became really a language that we were building in a very short time. We had five weeks to create the piece actually. So it was about two weeks that we spent getting to be friends with the slope and the wall and three weeks to create the piece and it's lived its life ever since as that. Amazing. I, I also didn't realize that it was made with Gothenburg. So that's even more like to be a part of that creation my goodness yeah it, it it feels like a it becomes it has a life of its own it really becomes like something to look back on and say wow we've been performing this for six years and it's since been bought and used by other companies but uh yeah it was it was pretty cool to be a part of that first discovery and first interaction with it yeah and i think that says a lot also of of the choreographer and your company of dancers um, just cause such, that's such a, and of course this is Europe too. So there's a different, yeah. there's a different model there, but that experience and that risk and that like in depth of process is, is just so cool to me. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really, the beautiful thing about where I'm working now at the Gothenburg Upper Dance Company is it's really a place of risk taking and you can trust that, you know, whether it's five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, you're going to come out with something um, because you have incredible artists, a group, an incredible group of artists working and uh, like you said, kind of amazing minds that come in and say, let's try this mm -hmm. and you go okay <laughs> let's do it you know we have it's really a, quite a amazing working environment to be in yeah tell me more about that like how, how you've been there almost six years now and yeah I'm in my sixth season yeah and i just you know the amount of dedication training you know what what does a normal in quotes normal day look like for you Duncan who that's a, a brilliant question because it changes all the time um, but it's it's pretty typical of a, a working company that you have class in the morning and then after that anything is possible so sometimes we work in a creation process we mostly focus on the creation we don't really do so much other so many other works mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we kind of dedicate that time to the work that we're creating. Sometimes 
um, we'll have stuff we have to prepare for tours. So then we'll bring back um, pieces like Skid or pieces uh, that we're going to take on tour. Um, and that's something that will take a half a day to just run the piece and stay up uh, up to par with that so we can be ready when we go on tour. Um, and most of the time, we'll have a creation period in the beginning of the season, and then we go into performance mode and perform that work in-house uh, here in Gothenburg. And right when we premiere that work, usually the next day or that, that same week, we'll go into the creation of the next work. Hmm. So it's kind of a constant uh, process for the whole season. Yeah, and do you... How long is that season for you? Yeah, we work like end of July to beginning of June. So we get six weeks off in the summer and usually one week, one to two weeks for Christmas wow. holiday season. Yeah, That's incredible. And just yeah. goes to show the supports of European dance companies Yeah, as well. I think the some some companies are more like it is in the u.s where you have an institution that is just the company um here in gothenburg uh we are a part of a bigger institution so we are uh, the dance company that's separate from the opera separate from the choir separate from the orchestra and separate from the musical department so we have a lot going on in-house which obviously complicates and uh makes the whole scheduling aspect of it very mm. arduous. Um, but it's it allows us to also exist in a way where we can take those risks. We can dive into something that is brand new that hasn't been done yet and have the support of an institution that really backs this company wholeheartedly um, that we can really jump into the unknown. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And does that mean that you're also performing in operas there as well? Or is that separate? Fortunately, I won't say fortunately, but <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> um, they do bring in other dancers for the, for the operas and the musicals, which is great for them. I'm glad we can, this institution can provide for more dancers yeah. to be, to have jobs, you know? Um, and we get to just operate as a dance company. That's really wonderful. Yeah. And, and I imagine that because of that institution, there's like, I mean, I would, I'm completely putting this on this company now, but I would imagine there's like an in-house physical therapist and, and masseuse maybe, or, you know, like how to have your bodies cared for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, like I was explaining before, it's, we have so many different things that can be happening in a day where you'll be dancing on the skid wall for half the day. And then you go to another piece where you're on releve for 38 minutes, mm. or you're going to another work that is a lot more floor work and having all of those bodies that have to do the work very differently in one body can be very taxing 
and we're very, very lucky to have some exceptional physiotherapists, osteopaths, naturopaths in-house mm. every day while we're working and we can schedule a, a session with them uh, for 15 minutes, half hour, an hour, whatever we need to kind of keep our body in maintenance so we can continue to work if we have some, you know, aches and pains or we need an adjustment or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that alone, the maintenance of your body is kind of your, you know, as we all know, the body is your instrument for dance and the ability to continue performing and doing the amazing movement that you're doing, expressing yourself and all of that. Like there, the, what is the maintenance or mindset for yourself um, in, in entering into that world, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I've had to step up myself to really be like a, an athlete, let's say, like a true athlete. You have to do cross training. And we're also very lucky to have a physical coach here as well that does uh, training sessions with us. Um, and the opera here as well has initiated a program called the Sustainable Dancer because there's always this thing after you dance then you face the repercussions of what you've done to your body you know sometimes I feel like we exit dance with with maybe having to have a surgery or with having to face the wear and tear that you've put your body through um, and they take that very seriously and try to provide for the physical body to be cross-trained um, so we'll have a training session once a week with our physical trainer uh, we also have like mental support, so we face the the tax taxation that you have on the mental and emotional side mm. of things. Um, and we're really trying to look at the body not just as the physical doer, but also what other aspects are not maybe regarded all the time for dancers. Yeah, and how we can how we can care for all those parts so that we're really at our peak performance in all of those ways. That's just incredible and, and so needed on, on so many levels. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. That body mind connection and, and care. And it's just so great that there are places like this that, you know, have that focus, like you are a dancer and that is, you know, completely what you need to, what you can and get to focus on yeah it's just, it's just amazing Duncan and so so deserved <laughs> you know again I, I just it's just so perfect for you I feel like you always had like that really hard-working kind of approach to to performing so sweet of you to say thank you yeah it, it really makes sense to me I'm I know I, I, I put out there Damien Jelle, um, and, and please tell me, am I saying their name right? Yeah, Damien, Damien Jelle. Damien, okay. Yeah. <laughs> are, are there other, can you share maybe some highlight performances or rehearsal process or performances that you've, that are just stand out to you from being there for six years? Mm -hmm. And maybe why? <laughs> that's a 
a beautiful question of reflection. Um, I truly, I wholeheartedly believe in being present where I am and understanding that I will learn something from wherever I am in the moment. Um, so I really try to stay away from idolization and stay away from chasing something that is maybe outside of myself. Mm. So stepping into these worlds with these, these people that are, yeah, definitely world renowned creators and minds. Um, also understanding they're humans. That's been, I feel like that's the best approach for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and every single creation has been challenging in in its way and uh uplifting in its way and uh i really appreciate every process in that sense and they've all kind of you know of course given me different ways to look at the world whether it's on on the wall or mm -hmm. or uh, through different ways of moving, through finding ways that I already know or ways that I have no idea how to do. It's been a journey in of itself. Um, yeah. Is there, uh, once a piece is premiered and the performances are over, is there like a huge celebration after? <laughs> Amongst the dancers, like, ah, it's like the release of it all. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's always that moment where we just get to celebrate that we put it on stage. You yeah, know? we did we, it. We did it. Like, it may not be perfect yet, but uh, we do have a premiere party always. And just to let loose and say, gosh, guys, we, we made it through uh that journey whatever it was and we can just celebrate that we can we have it on stage now and we we can kind of give it new life now for the next 10 12 performances that there's something to look forward to and grow in that mm -hmm. we're not having to find what it is so there definitely is that need a release moment <laughs> after the premiere to just uh, celebrate that we made it through yeah for sure that's that's great. Yeah. So necessary. Mm. Well, you know, I'm kind of moving a little backwards with you because um, I don't know why. <laughs> but mm. so moving back to when you were, you grew up in Minnesota, right? I was born and raised in Minnesota. Yeah. Just outside yeah. of the cities. Okay. That's what I thought. And so you went to the University of Minnesota and, and trained with Tony Pierce Sands a lot among others myself i think in there right yeah I in class yeah yeah i can say the shasky <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember uh, the the sun showers and handstands and all. yeah i love that yeah well it's all still there <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so why what was it about the university of minnesota program uh first that enticed you to go there perhaps. Um, and then, yeah, just tell me about that experience that you had there. I did not expect to be dancing. Oh. I went to college stepping away from dance actually. Wow. Uh, yeah. 
so funny to be talking about it <laughs> now in this moment. Yeah. Uh, I went to become a veterinarian. And oh my gosh, Duncan. Yeah, that was really my goal. I loved animals growing up and I wanted to interact with them on a daily basis. And I went to the incredible, they have an incredible veterinary medicine program yeah. at the U of M and I was there for two years and still dancing, um, taking class. And the first class I actually took uh, was Le Bon Movement Analysis in the U of M dance program. And I was like, wow, this is totally bizarre class. I have no idea what I'm doing. And this is a great way to kind of uh, dissect how the body moves and understand how to record it. And so that was pretty cool. And then I was like, but something keeps drawing me to the U of M. And I trained with a, a woman Tina Anderson mm. growing up and she was also a professor at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities dance program and she kept saying I, I feel like you should just you should continue dancing and that was echoed when I came to the dance program by Tony uh, and she said why aren't you dancing and yeah. so something kept bringing me back there and I was like I know I feel it in myself and I still am uh, I'm just trying to acknowledge maybe something else that wants to come out, but dance one over wholeheartedly. <laughs> I had no opportunity. So that's it. what really brought me to the U of M dance program was just happenstance that I happened to be going to college there huh. and meeting the right people and getting pulled in. And I, I started with a partnering class. And before jumping into the program and I was totally hooked and fell in love with a lot of the people in the program and the professors and I was like yeah it's time it's time mm. to it's time to dance and I can't I can't steer away from it I really have to acknowledge that my my system and my spirit wants to be dancing so yeah well and so what was your training before the University of Minnesota I'm assuming a, like studio school or yeah I was in competitive uh, dance uh, trained at Metro Dance Center oh Metro just outside oh, of the Swedish yeah exactly yeah. so and I had some amazing teachers there also that were uh, teaching at the U as well um, well that makes makes complete sense to me then of your abilities um, hmm. right away <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you did not start dancing in college. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like you're right upon graduation. I think I I was lucky to get you for one show, maybe. I can't remember now. It was the last year, maybe year yeah, and a you're half still of in college. school for me. Yeah. I was I think I did one with you. Um, I think I did two. I'm pretty sure I did two shows with you. Okay. Uh, yeah, looking back, I, I remember dancing, oh, what it was next to the Acme Comedy Club. I don't remember the name. Yeah, the Lab it. Theater. The yes. Lab. Yeah. Yes, I remember performing there. And then it might have been the Cole Center, something downtown, somewhere else. Hmm. But yeah, a couple times. 
Yeah, and then and you right away after graduating entered the company of Two Dance, correct? Yeah, just yeah. after graduating, uh, I recognized my. I I was just wanted to acknowledge my relationship that I had with Tony mm. um, through the university, and she was really a mentor for me going through college. Um, and I said, you know, I I don't want this relationship to finish. I don't feel like it's finished. Mm. Um, would you mind if I came and check out Two Dance? Um, and she was like, sure, of course, you know, come on in and we can do a little meeting with the company, a little audition. You can meet uh, Yuri and see how how things unfold. And it was kind of just, I, I didn't feel like the time was finished yet with her mm. and with that relationship. So it was a, a moment of bravery where I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I can express my needs and my desires. And it was reciprocated. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I feel like it was rather, I feel like the company at that time had been around a, a couple of years, maybe a few years, but rather fresh still. And I, I just, I think it's always interesting to learn of the process um, of a creation with others and and kind of what that feeling was like in, in being a part of, of something rather new um, and within the, you know, such a strong presence in the community at that time and excitement for it as well. That if you could just share a little reflection on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember joining for the first season and we were still rehearsing at the, the school in St. Paul, um, in their studios there, we didn't have a, a space yet to mm. two dance and have a space of its own. So it was still, um, it was still getting its feet really like, uh, in, in the twin cities. Um, and I remember kind of this, the process of going like, all right, charge, let's, you know, let's do the work that wants to be created here and, and push also some boundaries as well. Um, and it was, it was, I would say intimidating entering into the first, another, uh, professional space um with i think at that time we had something like 16 or 18 company members it was Whoa. quite a big yeah it, it was a big uh, moment uh for the company of having that many dancers and of course transitioned to different amounts of people over time and what it needed to be um but really having the desire like I really want to be working. I want to be doing as much as I possibly can. Um, and it was cool to to step into the creative process uh, with them and kind of go on the journey of creating something together, uh, seeing how my body wanted to present movement and seeing how that was uh, accepted in the environment, seeing other people 
really embody themselves and being so inspired. Um, it, it was a different company back when I started because it was still doing mostly rep from Two Dance mm. um, and from Yuri. And that was something that was great because there was also so much variety in the works that he was creating. Uh, and through those six years that I was there, it transitioned to also being a repertory company. So it gave space for uh, for there to be some downtime of the creative process of the in-house uh, mm-hmm. space and really bring in other other minds and other friends, really, of Tony and Yuri that could be assets to the company and give a, a work to this amazing uh, world that they were creating. Yeah, um, yeah, and some amazing dancers from the community as well as bringing dancers in from out of state, which is just always so necessary, I think, as a, as a way of like seeing, oh, look at that, we could be even better. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I always think of the comparison in a way of, of uh, you know, like Xenon and Two Dance as a rep company bringing in this other choreographers and dancers which just, you know, lifts us up in a way of, you know, like, oh, I, I need to work harder or, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just that kind of healthy competition in a way. Yeah. You know, we have our specific thing in our world here, you know, that having the outside come in a little bit more to inform and, you know, enlighten and inspire. Yeah. Inspire. Yeah. I think that's, I always said, you know, where did you grow up? When someone asked me, where did you grow up dancing? Where did you train? I say Minnesota. And I always say there's such a gem of creativity in the Twin Cities because there's so many beautiful artists that come to the U of M and creators that come back to the Twin Cities or are in the Twin Cities creating. And I always recommend people, like if you've ever had a chance to stop by uh, the Twin Cities do because there's on on top of the great dance, there's great culture. There's the possibility that's supported by the community and by also the other companies that are housed in Minnesota. I think we're very lucky to have a lot of big companies um, there to that donate to to the arts, and it can really be a place where it can flourish. Uh, so I really look back on on all of the companies in the Twin Cities and and celebrate them for for what they're able to to share and be a magnet for other people to come there and how those all things can just cross together how all cultures can inform each other and be a magnet for yeah for art to be created yeah. And shared. yeah. I feel like we're in a little bit of a lull personally myself. <laughs> I'm a little down on, on Minnesota, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely still things really happening, but there certainly has been a shift. I feel um, mm. that we were, you know, I think we're all trying to figure out ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to come home to Minnesota much or? I do try to come back when I have a break. Uh, in the holiday season and also during the summer. 
um, it doesn't allow me a lot of time to really interact with all of yeah. the facets of the community. I mostly see family and, and some friends when I'm there, but uh, I do come back and visit. Yeah. Great. Great. In, in, um, in your brief like video profile on the Gothenburg website, I loved this statement that you shared. I'm going to likely paraphrase this a little bit, but as a child, you were very demanding artistic soul and that it stayed with you and you live through art for better or for worse, mm -hmm. which I just think is a beautiful statement. Um, and can you just share a little bit more about this and, and when did your curiosity, like, how did you start dancing and maybe the, I mean, I'm from a small town in Illinois. <laughs> All the listeners know this already, but you know, like in my time, you know, it was like, oh, you're you're dancing, <laughs> you know, that whole like stigma around it. I'm just wondering, yeah, what was your kind of experience getting into dance and hmm. how you forged ahead? Yeah, I think I think what was so interesting about my childhood was I had so much energy to output and my parents obviously saw that I could use it in a maybe a more constructive way than like fighting with my brother <laughs> let's say um and so we we entered the the studio metro dance center when uh, I was three I was oh my two and a half actually so I was just a little baby uh, just about walking and you know mischievous whatever uh, but I entered in kind of a music and movement class and that was the first beginning of my interaction with that and I feel like growing up uh, like I said I had all this energy and curiosity um, for new things new discoveries what can what can I learn what can I understand that I don't understand yet? Um, and I think dance was a was an aspect of that. Uh, but also, and I, I speak with my stepmom, have spoke with spoken with her over my year over the years, and she would say every time that uh, my brother and I uh, would be together with her, she would she would go, okay, what craft are we gonna do this this time? Hmm. And I just loved getting into things. I loved, like I say, for better or for worse. Maybe this is the this is the for better or for worse moment. I loved getting into things and discovering and being creative, but also uh, trying to find the best way to channel my energy. And I, I felt that my guardians during that time were really uh, witnessing and acknowledging that. Hmm. curiosity and trying to find a way to channel it, uh, channel my curiosity uh, so that it can be used for, for some cool things. Yeah. Yeah. Supported. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, you know, that artistic expression and the, my spirit really wanted to speak through art, I think always and coming, coming up in, in the studio and dancing I think my parents saw it before I did because competing is such a different 
uh, beast, a different, mm-hmm. a different game than performing. Um, you know, you really put yourself out there in two and a half minutes to, to be seen. And I, I think they, they always said, yeah, about 15, around your 14, 15, 16, that was a time we saw something click with inside of you. And then we knew, wow, okay, this, this is, something's happening here. Like we have to watch this and be aware of this. And I myself, I don't think was really aware of it necessarily in the way of pursuing it further (laughs) into the future past my studio days um, until I kind of recognized that you can make a profession out of it. I, I kind of, I guess, lived in a world where I didn't necessarily think that it could be uh, a way to make a living and continue a passion forward. Um, so it was kind of the last moments of my high school days where I recognized like, oh, wait, this is possible. And then stepping into the university and going, no, this is not just possible. It's like, I can make this happen. Mm. So it really solidified for me in those years, actually in the U of M that, wait, there's something here I have to pay attention to, not just other people sharing with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, of course, you know, struggling with that mindset, you know, you were going to be a vet, <laughs> go, to, go to veterinary school, you know, it's like that stability thing and that mm. balance of like, do I go this route or do I go this other route that totally feeds my soul? Not that veterinary school wouldn't either, but yeah, like that ability to recognize that and, and go for it. And I, I feel I'm making a huge statement here now. <laughs> But I just, I, f- I do feel like as dancers, like there, it is a, f- a few, you know, a grand few of people that can r- truly fulfill that, you know, like you're a gem, Duncan. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, it's such a struggle to make that living uh, as a dancer that, you know, to balance that, like, okay, do I give that up? my heart you know what, I, what I'm really interested in and and then go toward stability security you know I don't yeah. know if there was a question in there at all but no I I totally hear you there and I think that was the battle you know of of because as a dancer it's so it's so simple at a moment you can be dancing full healthy body and the next moment you're not mm. you know and are you okay with living with that uh you know you get used to it over time but are you okay with living with that risk um to kind of step into it and say i'm just gonna keep trying until until i'm not trying any longer you know until i'm ready to step away or my body tells me it's ready to step away and i i have to say i'm eternally grateful for the path that i've been kind of led through and my, on my journey through interacting with the studio as I was growing up, with U of M, with you, with Two Dance, and on, it's it doesn't take it takes a village to mm. grow a child. It also <laughs> takes a village to grow a dancer. And 
it's so beautiful to look back on that and celebrate every single person that somehow shared something with me that I still carry as I move forward. Mm. So as, as I see students of mine even stepping forward into themselves and celebrating their uniqueness, I'm going, yeah, like we all celebrate each other in this, this path because it is, it's, it's really a, a, a path and a journey that you do sacrifice a lot of things mm. for it because it does take such a presence in your life. Um, and so I think the first and foremost to celebrate each other as we go through this journey and maybe step away from our families to a different state or a different country, a different continent, it, it becomes the family that you have to be able to share and celebrate with, you know? Yeah. I like that perspective, the celebration Mm. to celebrate it. Mm. That's really great. What, what, uh, what are you, what's up next for you? What are you working on at, at Gothenburg right now? Or we're, we're currently working on a creation that kind of got uh, put on the, the back burner um, from COVID. We're working on a, a creation with an incredible musician named Anna Brun. Um, and it's going to be a collaboration with her singing live, um, the full orchestra of the Gothenburg Opera and the company. Um, so quite a quite a beautiful, powerful production. Um, so we'll premiere that actually in three weeks now. We're, we're working on that. And then again, right after we premiere that, we have another creation afterwards with some incredible creators as well and some tours planned for the end of the season to the UK and to Taiwan and South mm. Korea and Paris. And there's, there's a lot a lot that's coming forward for me. (laughs) And that's so beautiful, like getting to travel the world, you know, sharing your artistry and the creation of, of others and your fellow dancers, you know, like there's just something so cool to me about that of, you know, like totally new audiences that are going to be wowed Mm -hmm. and, and taken and have thoughtful, you know, conversation around what you're presenting. It's, it's just so cool. So it yeah. sounds to me like they they just really keep keep you busy and moving forward and gosh the the planning that Gothenburg mm. is doing and providing is just incredible. Yeah, they have an incredible team. I mean, it's only five people in the office in the mm. management perspective that do all of this. They do we do they do oh, sorry. They do all of our uh, touring stuff as well we don't have any agents it's all done in-house so it's incredible what work they do um, for five people and it's yeah it's just a, a joy to be here and like you said to be able to see the world interact with different audiences share what we do but also see how other people live their lives uh, in other places of the world it's really a, a blessing to be able to to go on that journey uh, with this company. Yeah, yeah, the different cultures that you're mm-hmm. getting to experience. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to get you to back to Minnesota, to Northrop. 
Let's get yeah. Gothenburg, right? I keep saying it's like there's so many beautiful theaters in the U.S., especially north of it's like the, the capabilities there are, you know, yeah, they serve I, some of the most the amazing companies as well of the world. So I certainly have been sharing my you know love of Damien Jelly's skid work with with the staff there. <laughs> so maybe I'll push it even further. I'm like, and there's Duncan is there, like there to <laughs> perform for us. So that's so cool. Well, in first seeing you dance as a student at the U, again, I'm just going to reiterate, getting to teach you, you already had such strong ability and a natural mover with hard work ethic and incredible, amazing prowess and presence on stage. I think that curiosity of who you are, Duncan, really shines through. Um, there was very little doubt in my mind of, of the strong career ahead you would have. Congratulations on on what you've achieved. And I'm just so thankful for your time today, taking the time to chat with us for Studio Stories. Absolutely my pleasure from my heart to yours. I'm super grateful for, for you in this world and for what you offer to the community there. Next week, we chat with Megan Flood, presently a mental health occupational therapist. However, the majority of us know her as a company member of Xenon Dance.